Welcome to Champagne Confidence. We all know that drunk girl on champagne, right? She's confident in herself, her manner, her desires. She's full of love for herself. She knows what she wants and you're not going to stop her. And she doesn't give a fuck what people think. What if you could be that confident girl all the time without being drunk on champagne? Imagine being that confident sober. I'm here to tell you it's possible, but you've got to do the work. Imagine loving your body, having sex with the lights on, wearing a bikini, slaying your business goals without the self-doubt, being the kick-ass human you're supposed to be. Just imagine not giving a fuck what people think. I'm here to tell you, you can be that girl sober. You can have that confidence. Think of this as your weekly Sunday session. You'll no longer have to pop bottles to find that confidence or deal with your anxiety. It's hosted by me, Heidi Anderson, your ultimate hype queen, self-love and business coach. If you've stalked me at underscore Heidi Anderson over on Instagram, you'll see I'm the girl who rocks up in a red bikini. I'm sitting here with no pants on now. And most days I rock up to my coaching calls with no pants or bra on either. I'm famous for walking people through shopping centers in their bra and undies. And I've even done it on TV. I live by the motto, go big or go home. This podcast isn't about you getting sober. In fact, if you're drinking champagne now, no judgment. It's about you unleashing that inner champagne confidence. In 2010, I declared to 350,000 people on my radio show that I hated myself and I wasn't confident and the bubbly gal that you thought I was. This moment changed my life forever. And from there, I've been on one hell of a transformational journey of shedding my shit. I've had so many revelations about myself in this journey that have helped me love life more. And I'm gonna share them every week on this podcast. Welcome to Champagne Confidence. Welcome to episode two. Before we get into it, I just wanted to let you in on a little secret. My very first guest is Christian Hull. The reason why I've chosen to have a guest on episode two is because he's pretty famous. If you don't know who he is, you might want to Google or just keep listening to the podcast. (laughs) And my mission is for him to share the shit out of this podcast and promote the shit out of it. Literally what I teach women to do in my program, Memorable as Fuck Marketing. So... (laughs) I'm practicing what I preach and doing it with confidence. Let's get into episode two. Christian! Hi! (laughs) So you were just trying to help me actually record my podcast. You've helped me do many things uh, in my journey of being a radio host and now a podcaster. (laughs) I've never helped you with radio. You've progressed far more than I did in radio. (laughs) You made it to the top job. I made it to the top job, but then you are famous for now what? Fuck, that is a great question. Shitty paint guessing videos. <laughs> <laughs> I literally, that was my first question. I was like, I've got to ask him what he's famous for or what he sees himself as famous for because mm-hmm. you are a comedian. Do you like being called a comedian? It's fine. It took me a bit to get used to because for me, comedian means something totally different. As I'm sure it does for you. Like growing up, like you do comedy do and I? you'd be classified as a comedian, but it's sort of like <laughs> the Dave Hughes and the stand-ups of the world are the comedians. And I'm like, I don't do that. So, I mean, I make dumb videos. That's what I sort of put <laughs> it down to. So you're famous for dumb videos. That's what we're going to go with. So, um, Yeah, yes. I'm really happy with that. So people who don't know who you are, they are going to say, okay, I'm going to follow Christian Hull and I'm going to stalk him now. He's famous for dumb videos. Yep, correct. 
And, okay, if we were to talk about your mum and she was down at the Bowls Club in the Blue Mountains where she lives. The Bowls Club! I mean, she's old. She's not a Bowls type of... She's not at the Bowls Club yet. She's not not that type of retiree. She is a, let's go to the art galleries in the area. Oh, okay. So when your mother's at the art gallery in the areas of the Blue Mountains in Australia, how would she describe her son Christian? Oh, she wouldn't. <laughs> she would say, oh, I only have three children. Um, one's a mechanic and two work in and media and agency. <laughs> don't you have a fourth son, Karen? No. Don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> oh, no, she's proud no. of you. Yeah, no, they, mum and dad are very proud of me. I, I think they just go with comedian. And they're quite funny too. I mean, they show up on your social media. They popped up in your book. Obviously, you've got a fucking mm-hmm. book. Like he's made it, ladies and gentlemen. He's made it. He's got a book. And well, he- you just need a following. You just need a following on Instagram and then you convince anyone to do, you know, like, oh, look, if I write a book, I'll be able to sell it to all these people. So they're like, great, write a book. You don't really need skills. You just need to be persistent and make dumb videos for six years and try to build up a following and then the world's your oyster. Okay, let's be honest. You you are someone who went viral pretty quick. Relatively, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like it so was although, easy. Although you're doing dumb videos six years later, like you pretty much, it happened quite like within, within the first 12 months, yeah? Yes. Yeah, it happened pretty quickly. Yeah. And mm-hmm. in TikTok, you're quite big now too, aren't you? Yeah, t- TikTok I found um, I was able to get in and do shit and that was a pretty easy because <sighs> people love dumb shit on TikTok. So I just did a lot of dumb shit and then yeah. it blew up. I want to speak a little bit about your confidence because I know you put yourself out there so much and this is, like I said, this podcast is about that in different people. So is Christian, would you say on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being fuck off amazing how would you rate your confidence within yourself of who you are as a person oh who i am 10 10 but then in confidence in life probably an eight like i would say um a really really confident person or a confident comedian would get up in front of an audience that had no idea who that they were and did a set and i will never do that i'm not confident enough it's too scary. It's too terrifying. And so I would rate, you know, my confidence level as an eight. But who I am as a person, yeah, ten. Like I'm, I don't. There's nothing I lie about. There's nothing I'm worried about. People finding out. I don't. Uh, I um, pretty much believe everything. Well, no, I do believe everything that I say. You know, as you grow in profile, you have to be very cautious and you have to be well informed. So I've learned that over the years. Of if I'm going to say something, if I'm going to talk about, for example, the City Point School, which was something that I did a couple of months ago in regards to homophobia, like I need to make sure, one, that Instagram post I'm seeing is real um, before I start going on a big tirade, you know, who's sharing it and doing that research, whereas a lot of people can get caught up in the moment and you can be like, this is fact, and then you just start spewing all this stuff out and then as you're reading comments, you're like, oh, people are correcting you on a lot of things. And so you, you need to, you really do need to be very confident in what you're <laughs> you saying. In that confident it, in what yeah, you're saying. You need saying. to back it up. And so I've, I've learned that. So now I'm, I'm, I'm not afraid to say anything. I, I mean, 
I mean, that's not that's not totally true. Like there were things, um, there were things I don't talk about it's just because I don't have the experience in it. Yeah, you know? and also I'm talking about trans issues, I can't talk confidently on that, so I'm not confident. Yeah, but in- yeah. And what about the way that you see yourself, like as uh, you know, body and all that kind of stuff? Because like so much of my story that you know, you've been a massive part of that journey. Like when I first started speaking on the radio about my anxiety and body image issues and all that, it's such a part of. I guess my brand now and the movements that I've created and you've been a huge advocate for shed your shit, you know, and walking through the shopping center in Bra and Oh, that's so good. <laughs> so fucking good. That's and like so we had good. an event on the weekend, 80 women came. It was a free event down at the beach, just down here. And oh, just seeing like yeah, people can change their lives in one day by doing something like this. Like it's so it, gives, it inspires them and gives them that motivation. It's just sort of like ripping off a band-aid. Yeah, like when you get on stage, it's like when I got on stage for the first time, I didn't want to do it. I was not forced, but I was very heavily pushed and I just was like, oh, I may as well give it a go. And I hated it. And I finished and I was like, mm, I hate that. And then I did it one more time. And then when I was like, oh, oh, okay, I understand what's happening here. I can navigate this. Mm. Um, and I, It took me a while to get into the rhythm, but now... It's so easy. And I, I would never, like, if I would never, if I wasn't pushed into it, you know, step outside your comfort zone, I wouldn't be doing it. So did you hate it because you questioned yourself afterwards? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hated it because what I assumed was funny or where I assumed the laughter was going to be or in my head everyone was going to be laughing for the full hour nonstop without taking a breath. And because there were just moments where there was no laughter, I thought I was bombing. And that was just because I had no experience on stage whatsoever. Mm. And now I know it's it's about those silent moments. You know, it's about telling a story that is not funny and then building it into this thing and then, you know, there's the sort of crux of it and, and here's all the information. It's like radio. All the information you've given them is to lead to this hilarious bit that you're going to be doing. And, yeah. It, that, that, I could not do that. That's my No, you say you couldn't, but... It, I was the same. If if you start oh. doing it and you get up there and you start talking, even if you started doing it via like My your podcast. live <laughs> workshops, I will see. I started doing it via the podcast and immediately regretted it because it's a different vibe. Doing like a stand up to doing a podcast is so different. And I called it. Oh, Christian's doing his podcast, but I was doing a stand up routine, mm-hmm. and I realised that. It, it didn't work and it was just a confusing nightmare and so we just dropped the podcast element and it was just Christian's attempting to do live stand-up comedy. Just a slight interruption to this podcast with your Champagne Confidence Challenge by Heidi Anderson and I'd love for you to tag me over at Instagram at underscore Heidi Anderson so I can be your hype queen and really hype you up on this. If you are struggling with the way that you see yourself in the mirror, I'm stealing Mel Robbins' idea here. And obviously it's, you know, it's Mel Robbins' idea. Uh, But I want you to go to your closest mirror and I want you to high five yourself in the mirror right now. I know it might sound cheesy, scary, silly, but I promise you this challenge that Mel Robbins does is a game changer. So it's something I do every single day. So I want you to find your closest mirror and I want you to high five yourself. The science behind this is unbelievable. And so basically, long story short, you want to do this high five challenge because 
for years you've been high-fiving other people so your brain is already wired to champion yourself in this moment so you don't have to say something nice about yourself you just have to high-five yourself in the mirror right now thank you mel robbins for that high-five challenge oh okay we digress we're talking about shed your shit and you and your 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 body confidence and what I wanted to ask you was how do you see yourself? Because I know you like, and it is part of your comedy. It's part of who you are, like your derogatory towards yourself, like fatty, this, that, the things that you say. And it's like the way that you say it is funny, but you know what I mean? Like I've worked so hard on my mindset. And I think like when you go on your self-development journey, you do like to not say those things about yourself. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like then you um become it I guess like do you know what I mean and like I've worked so hard at my to not speak about myself like that how do you really see yourself it's funny because I I often get into a little bit of trouble for being very self-deprecating but I'm like I'm not gonna call myself a skinny bitch and then be like skinny bitch and then eating like four hamburgers like it doesn't work like that and in my mind like I understand positive affirmations and all that crystals and all that stuff but I'm just like oh behind me yeah, as I look in your studio yeah but I'm surrounded by crystals and positive affirmations as well um I uh no I, I forgot what the question was completely what, how do you see yourself really like do you oh. actually do you have love for yourself do you, are you confident in your body are you yeah yeah I I mean of course there's things about me I would change I wish I didn't wasn't hungry all the time. I wasn't eating such horrible foods, but it's so delicious and tasty and I love cheese. Oh, me um, too. Oh, my God. Oh, Fuck God. yes. Oh, like cheese is fucking life. Oh, so hungry. I haven't eaten lunch either. I know. I just saw you look at the time as well. Like, <laughs> I was like, is it too early to order dinner? Yes. Um, I see my, no, I'm, I'm, I mean, as I get older, I, I go and you look back at Facebook memories and it's like 10 years ago, you were doing this. I was like, I thought I was the size of a house. And I was like, oh, my God, I was so thin. Yeah. And so now I'm like, obviously, I don't want to get any bigger than what I am. But I'm like, am I going to look back on this time in 10 years and be like, why did I think that? And so that, I mean, Facebook memories were great for making me go, oh, just you obviously see yourself so differently to how you actually were. And so I completely changed and I sort of embraced who I was. And then as soon as I started doing that, I realized that my, what I find sexually attractive was quite the opposite of how I look. Mm. And then in my mind, I perceived me as horrific, but it wasn't until I started, you know, like meaningless hookups don't really help, but it was until I had these sort of connections with, guys that would come over who I would be like, oh, my God, you're a 10. What are you doing here? And and then they would send you really nice messages. And you're like, oh, oh, okay. And then so after a while I was like, okay, so there's some guys out there that find, you know, people that look like a potato quite attractive. And so I was like, great, I just need to find those people. And so then like that gave me more confidence and then I stopped thinking that I was a disgusting, you know, fat blob. Um, and, I mean, I still think I'm a bit gross. Like I'm, there's still a- – God, 30 kilos, yeah. 30 kilos to lose. Like I'm overweight. My back hurts. My knees hurt. And that's because I'm carrying an extra 30 kilos. There's no point in saying, you know, oh, you're beautiful and big. I'm like, yes, great. I am. But my knees and my back are screaming at me. 
So my question, well, why haven't like, and you know, is that something that you want to like focus on your health? Yes. yes. Well, I'm, I'm trying just, to do it at the moment. So I'm it's eating. so fucking hard, isn't it? That's like the it's worst. So like, cause I've battled my weight my whole life and I've had been on and off diets yeah. and everything, but you know, it is when you think about like your back and like I have chronic neck, shoulder yes. issues. Yes. Like, yeah. Same. Yeah. My posture is worse. Oh my God. My posture just sitting here the whole time I've been like, oh. Oh uh, yeah. Like. I've got like the old lady. Oh, oh my God, stop me too. Yeah, I didn't know that. My brother pointed, I was helping my brother with his business. I was being a really nice brother. And because I got tri- three <laughs> brothers, triplet brothers, Nick and Tim are identical. They used to run a business, you know, selling wholesale supplies. And I was helping pack. So yeah. we're in this warehouse and I'm like busily being like, look how good I am. There's a brother helping you for free. And I look over and Nick is, or Tim's whispering to Nick. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And Nick laughs. And I'm like, what'd you say? And he goes, you can't tell him. I'm like, oh, now you have to tell me. And they're like, we can't. I'm like, well, I, well I'm not going to do any more work for you. And they go, okay, but don't get upset. <laughs> but you have an old lady hump. And I, it took every ounce of strength not to burst into tears. I was like, yeah, I know that. Like, I already knew. God, it's not even funny. And then I was like, do I? And then I was like pretending to itch the back of my neck to see. And I was, oh, and they took a photo. Oh, I'm my. Like, oh, God. I do. It's your posture. It's our posture. It's our posture. I Like, I think, you know, and it, yeah, it's definitely our posture. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's so hard. I, like, for me, it's such an interesting thing because I, I don't really like talking about weight at all or anything like that anymore or pinpointing what people, if people refer to like how much weight I've lost or, you know, or this or that, like I, it actually um, makes me want to have conversations to say, like, don't talk about that stuff now. But yeah. before I remember when I think we did our very first podcast together all these years ago, I remember you jumped on and the first thing you said was, oh my God, Heidi, you're so skinny. And I, I was, I'd lost heaps of weight. And that was when I was always in and out of like losing weight and yo-yo dieting and everything. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about that when I was going to chat to you and I'm like, it's, now I, I try not to, to talk about that stuff because it's so beyond for me and it's like well, someone's... It's someone's... for a lot of people. And I, yeah. it's, it's hard for me to get out of that mindset because, I mean, if I've lost weight, I'm like, I have lost, you need to fucking scream at me. Wow, look how much weight you've lost. But, like, I've, I, I think it's also very different for men and women because you're yeah. judged a lot on your weight. Like women are just completely judged on their weight. And so it is really triggering. So for me, when I'm like, I think I'm giving someone a compliment and it's really, it's not. Um, and I, there was a, this isn't funny, but it's oh. kind of funny. Oh, well, it's, was, this is the thing. I think you can't help but laugh when you tell the fucking stories, even if it's not a funny thing and it's so wrong, it's you so can't wrong. not but giggle. Oh, okay, good. So. Uh, this one you may not giggle at. Okay. Uh, working in radio, someone had lost a lot of weight and I hadn't seen them in a while because we worked on different levels and, like, it was dramatic. And I was like, oh, how? Tell me a secret. I was like, oh, my God, you look amazing. What happens? And they turned to me and they go, it's okay, don't worry, but I do have stage three cancer. And I was like, (laughs) they were like, "It's, it's because I'm, yeah, very, very ill. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Yeah, and that was the moment I realised, don't, 
like you don't know what someone is going yes. through. Like weight loss doesn't mean health. It goes both ways. Like people that are bigger and smaller. Like when I did that SBS documentary, what does Australia really think about obesity? There's so many people that are struggling with their weight and it's health. Like, do you know what I mean? For different things that are going on with their body and genes and all this kind of stuff. And yeah, realize that because we're told to think and be a certain way from society and, you know, all the expectations and stuff. So you know, it it can happen. I did giggle a little bit, but only because I'm so awkward for you. That's why I giggled. Yeah. Yeah, it was super. So that's when you just want to eat yourself. Yeah. Not eat yourself, but, I mean, like, you know. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, wow. digging a hole there. Uh, erratic. <laughs> I'm so the world to swallow you. Oh. Yes, that's the word. Um, what do you say when you leave that? All right. Well, good luck. Happy. Uh. No, you say, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Are you okay? Oh, are you okay? I don't think I'm equipped to handle. You are pretty good at serious conversations. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And on that note, that's how we're going to finish the podcast. (laughs) Quick, say something funny. Um. uh, (laughs) um, What do you? Oh, wow, the dildo's out. Yeah, this is my cock blocker. So the pink dildo is about like when people cock block themselves. We go, stop cock blocking yourself. Can I? I'll end with a joke. So I'm in the oh process God. of organising our new Christmas bonbons. Yes. Because what is it? It's March, so you've got to get this shit sorted so early. Fuck for Christmas, Jesus. Yeah, because there's like production times, then potential shutdowns for coronavirus, and then yeah. delivery times, and then by the time it gets to you, it's October, and you've got to start talking about them. So we're organising it now, and so I'm writing, I'm, co- I'm finding some hilarious dad jokes, and this one's pretty bad, so I thought we'd end with it. <coughs> Why are orphans bad at poker? Why? They've never had a full house. Oh, my God, that is worse than the cancer story. <laughs> You can get those fantastically oh inappropriate jokes. See, this is where sometimes with comedy, I like, I, I cringe and be like, "Is that politi- like politically correct?" It's or? completely politically incorrect. No, it's awful. It's awful. But it's going in a bonbon that has "fuck off" all over it, and then it's got gifts that are like <laughs> penises. So it's it's on theme. Uh, it's it's on brand it's on brand for christian hull um well my friend if you could leave anyone with a confidence challenge um what would you get them to do today in the next 24 hours well in the next 24 hours i was gonna say oh well whatever i went to a nude beach and that was the most amazing thing i ever did so okay so the confidence challenge for people to hashtag champagne confidence is for them to go to a nude beach go to a nude beach no one has to it can be empty, it can be completely empty, um, but go to a nude beach. Be careful, though. Go, you, you, there are some creepy people there. So go down, you're close to the water. <laughs> That's your the gays hide in the sand dunes and have sex with each other. What? Is that what you did? No, that's not what I did, though. Oh. But it was uh, amazing. So where can people find you, Christian? There's a fly. Um <laughs> Um, everyone asks, I don't know, I'm everywhere. Just Google Christian Hull. The best place to go, I would say Instagram's always a great place to start. And will they get Phoebe or you? So Phoebe's his assistant. Oh, no, they'll see all of my content. I don't talk to anyone. (laughs) 
Phoebe does. You I mean you know that? I palm you off. I'm like, no, Heidi, can you email Phoebe? Email Phoebe. <laughs> Heidi, not, send this email to Phoebe. Fucking answer your phone, you little shit bag. If you could sum this podcast up in one sentence, what would you say? I don't know. It's just really fun. I'm a bit disappointed it's coming to an end. Oh, um, you can keep talking if you want. You can come back for another day. Yeah, why don't we, we have to do this again? This yeah. Time. Christian was amazing. He spoke really well. I love him. Probably didn't need that other chick. Can't remember her name. Mighty <laughs> 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 Anderson. Although I do want to say, um, please tell me you did that painting behind you. I'm, I'm no Memphis probably did it. <laughs> yes, it's Memphis's first painting. First? That's yeah, pretty good. First. <laughs> Just for those listening, it looks like someone dropped a bucket of white, of purple paint and then slipped in it. I actually think it's quite good. Like, I thought that looks like art. And I thought my son, who wasn't even a year, did that. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> called mother's blindness. <laughs> My mum has the same thing, don't worry. I can shit on the floor and put it on a canvas and she would be like, Christian, it just really speaks to me. Art. <laughs> it's art. <laughs> uh, that means you're a really good mum because your kid can do the shittest, dumbest thing that you genuinely believe it's really awesome. Well, I don't know if that's good because that's what my mum and dad instilled in me. And I'm the same. I'm, but I put myself out there and thought that I was pretty funny and... <laughs> But you are, but look how successful we both are. Well, I don't know about that. They told me that I could sing as well and I fucking can't sing. Oh, God, no. <laughs> okay, well, they were, they were, oh, my God, they were so blinded. <laughs> are you their only child? No, I've got a brother who's an author. He's written two books. He's a historian. Yeah, we're very different. Is he older or younger? Older. And they. You're like, is he single? I thought they would have, it sounds like they put all their eggs into that basket and was like, well, just whatever this other one does. We'll just, yay, we've got a dud over here. But what's your brother's name? Nick. Nick. Yay, Nick. Oh, my brother Nick's also the champion of the family. Oh, my God. I swear my parents' favourite is Nick, but they tell me otherwise. They oh, say, no, the you're equal, me. you're equal. But Oh, it's bullshit. It's absolute lies. <laughs> I've been trying to get the favourite out of my parents for 35, well, how old am I, 30 years. And you're, it's not, definitely, you're older than 30. No, well, they're not. I was oh. an only child for five years and then. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> um, and it's definitely my brother Adrian because he was very, he was, well, mum had triplets and he almost died. So he gets everything fucking handed to him. Oh, my God. Look, my brother didn't nearly. Oh, actually, my brother did nearly die when he was born as well. He, yes, mum and him were very sick. <gasps> Maybe there's a. Yeah. That's why. That's why, yeah. because it's like, oh, we almost didn't have him. It's like, oh, hello. What am oh. I? <laughs> yeah, who the fuck is Christian? Who is Heidi Anderson? And I'm the most narcissistic one of the family. I'm like, you at least feed my. I mean, they do feed my ego. They let me. They allowed me to have a 21st birthday party. And the theme was. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is probably one of the things I'm most embarrassed and ashamed of. The theme of my 21st was bring an artwork that you've made about me. <laughs> kind of fucking 
like so you got people did they make t-shirts and stuff or i had drawings i had sculptures i had mosaics because my family are just really heavily in the arts and so that's where it came from but it came from a really good like it didn't even enter my mind at how narcissistic it was until like a couple of years later when i was like oh my 21st was making artwork of me that doesn't sound right (laughs) so embarrassing Oh my god, I love it! And we just pretty much started a whole other podcast. So yeah, divide this into two. <laughs> no, you have to come back. I love you so much. Thank you so much for always being a champion of me and what I do, and for your friendship and for everything. I love you. Oh, okay. Well, I'll send you the invoice for my time. Fuck. Well, you actually say that, but you never even invoiced me for stuff for last year. Yeah, I'm not going to invoice you, mate. That was I was that was terrible advice. I gave your, your ladies the worst advice ever. They loved it. I feel like the, the, they had a mother's blindness on. <laughs> if you're not sick of me yet, make sure you jump over to Instagram at underscore Heidi Anderson. I would absolutely love for you to tag me in any of your posts around the confidence challenges that you do. Uh, or if you're enjoying the episode and you want to slide on into my DMs at underscore Heidi Anderson, make sure you hashtag champagne confidence. And if you are absolutely loving this podcast and it is changing your life and impacting you in some way, it would mean the absolute world. If you can hit subscribe and leave a review uh, over on Apple iTunes, thank you so much. It just means that more people will be able to hear this episode. And as a teacher and a coach of marketing and PR, this is a great way for me to market and PR this podcast. So thank you so much. That's it from me. I love you lots.